0: It is the Friday edition. The If you're listening on ESPN Madison, like I was, and you heard Jesse give a sports center, he sounded downtrodden. Gee, I wonder why edition. The crew neck versus hoodie debate edition. We might have to get to that. Although, after all my stellar work, At the athletic, I don't have a sweet sweatshirt like Eric Name does. Edition. And the Aaron Rodgers, Carolina Panther. Ooh. I'm intrigued. Edition of Wildey and Tausch. On 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN Madison, 14.30 ESPN Beaver Dam. ESPNWisconsin.com, the ESPN app, your Alexa Smart Speaker, and of course WisconsinOnDemand.com, and the Wisconsin On Demand app. I'm Jason Wilde in Green Bay. Jesse Nelson is in the ESPN Madison Studios. Mark Tauscher is in Parts Unknown. Did he agree to join us today at some point from a hockey rink in. The Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, or no? Um,
1: well, he said yesterday he'll text us in the morning.
0: I didn't get a text from him, did nope, you? No, nope, no. Nope. sounds about right.
1: So in his stead as our
0: Cousin Sub of the Day, Cousin Subs, you believe him better. You hear him on, what is it, once a week? With Rutledge and Hamilton. You hear him at the top of the hour sometimes when he tells you that you're listening to WTLX in Madison. But more importantly, you read him at the Athletic. He is the reigning Wisconsin sports writer of the year. Got my vote. He is Eric Name. Eric, good morning. How are you? I'm great. Uh,
2: thank you for the flattering intro there. I
0: really appreciate it. That's what I do. I do flattering
1: intros, at least if you deserve them. You didn't vote for yourself for Sports Writer of the Year. Oh no, I did not. What a what a
2: guy! What a selfless! What a selfless guy!
0: Love that. Um, I mean, if it, if I was running for president, I wouldn't vote for the other guy. I'd vote for <laughs> me. But in this case, you know, I wanted to see someone else. I frankly. I wanted to see you get it. So I was willing to selflessly put my one wow. vote aside. And I, I don't have any sources within the uh, Dominion balloting. But uh, it could have been the difference. So, wow. wow. What a guy you are. Speaking of great guys. Oh, Jesse no. Nelson. <laughs> great one. Uh, For no those of you... For those of you who listened to the show yesterday, if you didn't, you can always get caught up on Wisconsin On Demand. Presented by Gruberloffs is one call, that's all. Thanks to David and his team for supporting the show and for supporting Wisconsin On Demand. Gruberloffs is one call, that's all. Uh, If you tuned in yesterday, you know that Jesse had a bowling matchup, kegling as some call it, against... Ben Brust of Scalzo and Brust, which you can hear each weekday, four to six on these here airwaves. Jesse, for those that didn't get to experience it live, do you have a snippet of that conversation as you were headed into your 2 p.m. showdown with Ben Brust?
1: You got that for me? Well, I, I have a bit of what I shared yesterday on the show. Yeah, I, I have a bit of uh Just play it. Uh, Let's, let's let's give it a listen, shall we? Every four years, I get a chance to prove my athletic dominance, and that opportunity is 2 p.m. this afternoon. This is going to be a tough day for Bruss. Badgers are going to lose by, like, 20 to Purdue tonight at home on uh, senior night, and then he's going to lose to me in bowling. I'm even giving him 22 pins. You know, I've been, I've been beat up pretty good over time, and the one thing that I think I have over Ben Brust when it comes to, like, he's he's an athletic specimen. He was a Division One college athlete. You know what I was doing? Playing NCAA 2014. The one thing that I think I can beat Brust in is bowling. That's my domain. It's a big weekend for me. So, no better way to prepare mentally, physically, spiritually, not with a darkness retreat, oh, but by beating Ben Brust and asserting my dominance on the bowling lanes.
0: Okay now uh not included in that clip uh you say you get you were giving him twenty two pins uh at one point you said you were so confident that you would give him thirty seven pins okay now that we've established all this, hey Jesse, how did your matchup go with Ben Brust on the bowling lanes yesterday?
1: He beat me he beat you he Straight up. He didn't just beat the spread. He beat me. Yeah. Uh, What was the final pin total for your one-game playoff? Uh, 222 for Ben Brust. Really great game for old Brusty. 195 for me. So let me get
0: this straight. You lost to him by 27 pins. Looked like you had... uh, (gasps) a couple of late splits that you weren't able to convert based on the score sheet that I saw. Oh, you've done the deep
1: dive. Oh, that's great. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, open frame early as well. I think, uh, well, s- seventh frame is where the turning point of the match was. So Ben starts with three in a row. Out of the gate, a turkey. We like to call uh, yes. that a turkey. He, he's gobbling, and he's doing it. He's peacock uh, gobbling oh, when yeah. he throws his third oh, in a row. He's right. he's walking around. I can see and, that. Oh, oh, oh. he's yep. doing his thing, flapping his arms, yep. and I'm like, okay, like oh, he's feeling himself. I got him right where I want him. False confidence out of the gate. He had a couple of shots that he got lucky on early. It's like, okay, we're good. Of course
0: he did.
2: Yeah. So I'm
1: I'm clean. Strikes like, are always lucky. I've i never, tend to think that as well. I've never been the big striker in my bowling career. There were always guys on our bowling team that were better at throwing strikes together than me. But spares is where I always was reliable. Oh, that's where you so, live. Yeah. I knew, Oof. and I I felt really confident going into this that if I was around two hundred, I was gonna beat Brust easily yesterday, and I. Quite frankly, I had one open frame. I had two splits in the seventh frame and in the ninth frame. Ninth uh-huh. frame is really you never want to open the ninth frame, Jason Eric. That's never want to be there. Because yeah, no, that's bad. going huh? into the tenth, you got to rack them up there. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So opening the ninth probably was was like the downfall. But other than that, like if I don't, if I take one of those, keep one of the splits, get one of them out of there, I'm over 200. I feel good about where I'm at. Bruss throwing a 222. He won it yesterday. He earned it.
0: Uh, you you, do you also lost. If, if it. that's
1: the best game, do we know if that's the best game of his life? Uh, like, no, he said ha, his like, did he... career best was a 254. We knew that information going into And I thought to myself, he had one open frame in like the fourth or the fifth. If he doesn't open that frame and he throws a strike instead, he's got a new career high that he's throwing against me yesterday. Unprecedented lucky performance by Ben Brust yesterday. <laughs> To, to win our it, seems, it match.
2: seems like you didn't do enough opponent research here. Like it, your overconfidence seems to stem from the fact that you didn't do quite enough research. Because if I hear a guy had a two fifty four and he's a Division one athlete and I've seen him play basketball, uh, elite hand eye coordination, I would guess he could probably roll a pretty good bowling ball. I would
1: just guess. I don't know. Never seen him play. He walked. Uh, but he's got this. That, Silly looking, his he's got one bowling ball. Doesn't even have a. Spare he's got his ball. own ball. He's got his own ball. He broke his shoes. Oh, that, he had to know, rent you're... shoes because he broke his shoes. Uh, but he's so got, strong that he broke his shoes. It's got a Bucky Badger logo on his bowling ball, and I thought, wow, like here's he's wearing his Badger uh, quarter zip. He's going to the game last night. He's decked out. He he said, oh, I should have brought my Final Four ring. Like he was in. <laughs> He was in some kind kind of of zone, yes. I
0: kind of like that, actually. Yeah,
1: he was. (laughs) And then uh, uh, my intimidation tactic backfired. I I happened to find uh, in my bowling bag as we were preparing for the match, happened to find my 299 game trophy. So I was like, oh, look at that. I
0: Wait wait a minute. What do you mean you happened to find your 299 game trophy? You put it in there. I slipped it
1: in there. You put it in there. there, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at this. I didn't even know it was in here. Set it right on the table. I thought that would intimidate him a little bit. He just laughed at it. He said it proves you're a choker that you can't get a 300 game. It backfired, and I I I think it contributed to my failure yesterday.
2: Yeah, that that seems right. That that seems a hundred percent right. Uh, just received a text from Ben Brust that said, "Lucky, three crying laughing emojis." Um, so uh, I don't I don't know if he I don't know if he believes in your assessment of his game, Jesse.
1: Ben is lucky that this was an NCAA tournament, NFL playoffs type one and done. Uh, game yesterday. Oh, so if it was a series, yeah. three game series, if, you're taking them. Two out of you three, tires three out? out of five, four out of seven. There is no chance Ben Brust wins a series of any kind against me. in five a Five out of nine, six out of 11, yep, seven out of 13. However many I need, however many I need, I'd beat him. I'd beat him. I'd even say two out of three. He could get lucky twice. Three out of five. No doubt. <laughs> three out of five. No doubt. This thing goes best of five. Not a chance. Brust is winning three out of five. He, (laughs) the pins shook his way yesterday. I'm actually going through like the opposite. Tausch always talks about uh, Kevin Kugler, Elizabeth Kugler Ross's uh, stages of grief. Yes, I'm going backwards on the stages of grief. I I'm accepted my defeat better at the moment that I lost than I have. Like As I continue to go, I'm getting more angry about no, what you're, happened. You're
0: locked into denial. That's I accepted you it
1: first, and now I'm more in the stages of denial. Like, I appeared on Scalzo and Brust yesterday, and Greg Scalzo would say, ah, pretty gracious in defeat. And then I felt it deteriorating a little <laughs> no. bit. The more Brust was smugly <laughs> sitting there across the table from me in the ESPN Madison studio. I am <laughs> upset with how yesterday went down. Gracious! Indif- I'm going to have to go on
0: Wisconsin on demand and hear that because, quite frankly, between our text chain and
1: this soliloquy, there is nothing gracious about your being a loser. I told you I've deteriorated. I, it started. I was bet a lot better at 3 p.m. yesterday than I am at 9 a.m. this morning about what happened yesterday. I am. I. I all right. So, do you think so it what's was next? Like, it, how are you going to beat <laughs> us at something? I mean, can I at this point? That's what's toughest about this and why I'm so frustrated. I talked – like, if Brust plays me three, five times over the course of several years and then finally wins one, like, okay, whatever. Right. If this, but he got it from the start. Like, this is my thing. The high school bowling state championships are this Sunday. I'm the voice of Wisconsin high school bowling on bowlstreamtv.com. Sunday for the state right. championships. Check us out. I Me and you know, Emil Williams Jr. back at it on the call. It's going to be fun. That's my element. Every March, first weekend in March, this is what I live for. The state bowling championships. And now to realize that I'm like the athlete who doesn't have it anymore and some punk who doesn't bowl in a year can show up and just stick it to me. I feel awful. So do you awful. want Bruss
2: to fill in for you on Sunday? Like, I don't, I don't think he's doing anything on Sunday. Bruss can probably come through and call that if you want. Like, Apparently it feels it's more like qualified. he might be a little bit more qualified. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, this is going to be a great
2: three hours, isn't it? Yep, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of fun.
0: Jesse, I just don't under... Like, as I mentioned yesterday, if this was our Cover 5 competition, this is like Kentucky being favored by 20-some points in a tournament game and getting beat by 20-some points. Like, you were giving 22. You were... Offering to give
1: thirty-seven, you lost by twenty-seven pins. Yeah, I'm Kentucky and he's St. Peter's. That's what happened yesterday. Saint Peter's got me and St. St. Peter's might be good enough to go on a run all the way to the Elite Eight. But St. Peter's was the, was the better say, team. This, yesterday.
2: this feel this feels like Ben Brust was underseated here. This this is one of those situations where North Carolina has a down year, somehow manages to be the nine seed. And then just runs through the tournament like that's that's more what we're talking about here. This doesn't feel like a Cinderella story. This feels like a blue blood that was ready to go. No one understood how good they were, and then just came in and just gave it to you. Uh,
0: this sounds to me like overconfidence personified. That's what this sounds like to me. I mean, uh, as you were saying it yesterday, uh, I thought it was cringy. I thought, oh Jesse, be careful, be careful. I didn't say anything because you were you were riffing. You know, Tausch had to travel early, so you got you were in his seat, so you got an
1: expansive platform to discuss this, which is probably a factor in why I uh, didn't perform as well as I could have yesterday. I will factor that in yep. because he, you had to work um, so hard on yep, the show. Worked harder, battled the elements all morning, didn't eat lunch. Definitely played a factor. Uh, so, Bruce was a Russ was a little slimy with the practice situation yesterday. That definitely not the reason, but a factor. Definitely a what factor. What do you mean he was
0: slimy with the practice well, situation? We had
1: an agreement going in three practice shots apiece. We each we and the way that we had to set up the scoring system, it was like just the frames. It started right away. So we each bowled one practice shot. We each threw a second practice shot. We neither of us got like the the uh, all the pins down on our second practice shot. So we kind of looked at each other and said, okay, let's do three frames of practice. I said, okay. So then I threw a spare ball for a 10-pin. That's what you do, you know, real bowlers, do a 10-pin practice shot. Real Get bowlers that to lose. To that's a given. Need a spare. Yeah. And then Bruss turns to me after the second frame of practice and goes, I, actually, I'm good. You good? And I said, no, I want one more frame. And then I said, wait, wait a minute. I don't want him to hold this against me in the case that I would win. And he says I manipulated practice.
0: So, you just got psyched good. out on every level. I thought you were tough. Tougher mentally than this. I, don't I know did why too. I would have thought so
1: that. I did too, Jason.
2: <laughs> so it it seems like there was a lot of talk and a lot of show. Like, was there a bet made? Is there a bet that you uh, have to pay up? It feels like yeah. if I know Ben Brust, you have a bet to pay up.
1: Yep. That and again. Also slimy. Scalzo comes in five minutes before we leave. Hey, you should put something on this. And Brust is probably in his ear out in the office while I'm working hard in the studio. And um, I have to wash Ben Brust's car this summer. Shirtless? Yeah. In, yep. For whatever reason, he's he's, very, like a speedo. he's very much uh, into the I have to wear a swimsuit to wash his car. So it's, uh, no. whatever, I guess, whatever he wants. To the so the victor go the hey, spoils. Indeed. So that's what he gets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, I I have to say for the good of the show this could not have worked out better yeah for sure thank you for your service because if you had just trounced him then you would have then we would have had a deal with you taking a huge victory lap the thing that's amazing is this has not in any way humbled you it was a fluke
1: yeah. It has, it's like, He's Buster Douglas, <laughs> and you're Mike Tyson. It was a total fluke. There is no way Brus could show up today at any bowling alley in the state of Wisconsin, including Dale's Weston Lanes in Wausau, home of the high school bowling state championships, and throw a 222. That's preposterous that he put together two different strings of turkeys yesterday to get a 222 against me.
0: Yeah, he plucked you. All right,
1: so that is. Do we have video of any of this? Do yeah, we have video of strikes it. that were yeah. rolled? A hey, busy or... day yesterday. Purdue and Wisconsin Your split. playing last night. Prep made big day yesterday. The video will be released uh, soon on ESPN Madison's social media platforms. Mm, yeah, I you'll cannot wait. Yep.
0: Uh, a tough loss for Jesse, a tough loss for the Badgers, and the Milwaukee Bucks have not lost in their last 16 games. Eric Name is our cousin sub of the day. But that doesn't mean we talk bucks exclusively. For those of you that do love bucks talk, though, you will get more than you normally get on this program. We'll continue with Eric, our Cousin Sub of the Day. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. It's Wilde and Tausch.
1: Girls, what y'all to do? 24 magic spending.
0: I want to feel really bad for you, but I kind of feel much like I asked Aaron Rodgers after the loss to the Lions. Did you guys get what you deserved? And he admitted yes. So did you.
1: I feel like you got what you deserved. You were so cocky. The worst part about this, I didn't even say this yet. (laughs) (laughs) They did a poll the other day. Who are you cheering for in the bowl off? And it was from Scalzo and Brust. 58% of people picked me. So then Brust is out there yesterday. This is a win for the Scalzo and Brust family. This is a win for Scalzo and (laughs) Brust over Wildey and Tausch. Your own Scalzo and Brust family was voting against you. Everyone wanted me to win.
0: Uh, I also, I didn't point this out earlier, but... uh, Ben mentioned that you guys both had not bowled in a year. That's actually not true. He may not have bowled in a year. You bowled like
1: two weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, it was early February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> league, like real league bowling. That was a nine-pin tap. Tour. Like real league bowling. You rolled the ball down the lane. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I was pretty good that day too. A lot better than yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a fluke. <laughs> so About this is a 49 pin difference in it. Yes, yeah. uh,
0: yeah, a 49 pin fluke.
1: Uh,
0: so this is your most humbling athletic uh,
1: achievement, for lack of a better term. Uh, no, actually, it is actually the second most humbling. Oh. When, when I was at like sixth grade basketball. So like the doctor told my parents when I was born, don't let him play basketball. He's not going to be tall. And I still, I,
2: I tried oh, to defy that the seems, odds. That seems a little aggressive. I can't imagine that early in life a doctor is making that type of I proclamation. Told my
1: parents when I was born. Proclamation came out pretty early. But I tried to defy <laughs> the odds. And I was a pretty good point guard, ball handler, fourth grade, fifth grade teams. You know, I was decent. Sixth grade, you know what happens in sixth grade. People are growing. And in oh, yeah. sixth grade. I'm on the Lake Denue Middle School basketball team. It was like participation-based. Everybody that tried out got on the team no matter how good you were. It was pretty great. So I'm in a clutch situation late in the game. We're down one. Ten seconds left. They have me inbounding the ball for the other guys that are on the floor. we got a couple of good shooting options. I'm inbounding the ball. Ref hands me the ball. I turn to throw it in, and there's this just monster kid who's a foot taller than me standing straight in front of yeah, me. Yeah, a good five-two. And I thought, you know what? This is the moment where my basketball career ends. There's, there's no way I'm getting this ball in, and I threw it off his hand. It was stolen away. We didn't even get a chance at a final shot. That was the most humbling. Uh, this is the second most humbling. Yes. And you quit the game, uh, pretty shortly after. Yeah, like we finished the season. I didn't retire on the court, but uh, it was uh, there was not much competitive basketball <laughs> takes left. His shoes in me after off, blocks that. off. That's it. Yep, there was not much competitive real. basketball left. That's when I turned to bowling.
0: And it all led to this wow. day.
1: And it, was going, and
2: it was going so well for 20 years. It was going so well. Oh, Jesse,
0: I'm a little disappointed. As, as the parent of an undersized guard, and as an undersized guard myself, you don't, you don't have to quit. Although now it appears you have to quit bowling. Maybe it's time for pickleball or something. Like, I don't know how you pick up the pieces after this. I really don't. The blow to your ego is so huge I just—you may have to. F- maybe. What about duck
1: pin bowling? Do they do that in the Midwest they had, with the uh, tiny
0: little pins, or is that like a Baltimore they, thing?
1: They, they, no, they've got that around a couple places. Uh, ski ball. Um, there you go. Papa shot. I'm pretty good at. Oh,
0: well, <laughs> at this you, point, I'm not sure we saying, can take your word for it on anything you say you're good
1: at. Ping pong. I. I
2: I know some people at Kaza's mini bowl over on the south side. I can take you down there, maybe get you in there for, for a couple couple frames, Jesse. I don't know if that'll help, but you know, we, we can we can try to work through this.
1: I don't think it would hurt at this point.
0: All right. Uh, we're, we're, we're done beating up on Jesse. Because Ben Brust did enough of it yesterday. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean. Oh, You are so cocky. three hours of this
1: or what? I've never missed Aaron Rodgers talk more. All right. Well, let's shift gears to
0: him. (laughs) And the conflicting reports about uh, heads New York City, tails Carolina. Uh, Or maybe he just ends up staying in Green Bay. We will talk about Aaron Rodgers. We will give Jesse a break. We will stop reveling in his defeats. Although I'm going to tweet out this photo of Ben Brust and the score because, well, somebody needs to. More next. It's Will high. Jesse's never wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers more, but before we do, one other thought I had. I know we put a bow on this, but I can't guarantee that this won't come up again in the remaining two hours and 26 minutes of the show. Perhaps, Jesse, this will make you better on the broadcast on bowlstreamtv.com. You'll be able to empathize if there's a kid that has a chance at win in a state championship and fails spectacularly the way you did yesterday, you'll be able to empathize with that kid and be able to really be a a very thoughtful questioner in like post-match interviews now, which you might not have been otherwise. See? There's a bright side to this.
1: Makes me feel a lot better. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome, buddy.
0: Uh, Speaking of feeling better, you'll feel better when we talk about Aaron Rodgers and the reports that the Carolina Panthers have inquired about his availability. Now, I have seen, and Eric, I know you're very active on social media, big social media guy yourself as well. I, I hear a lot when you, I get a lot of notifications that you've added to your story on Instagram. Um, there are now questions about whether or not that is accurate or not. There's been a denial, there's been all this other stuff, but Adam Schefter reported it on NFL Live yesterday. We have heard that the Packers do not, uh, if they are going to trade him, don't want to trade him to an NFC team, just as they didn't want to trade Brett Favre to an NFC team. Eric, I have to be honest, this is the destination that I am super interested in him going to. Like, this is, this one's got my attention. Yes, yes. If he were to go to the Jets with Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson, that eh, the Big Apple, interesting story, no doubt. Carolina feels like a sneaky good place for him to go. I'm in on this. Are you in on this?
2: So this is the, the thing that confuses me about just people's thoughts on what general managers do in general um just like how they do their jobs if you are the general manager of a team that does not have a good quarterback and you don't call about Aaron Rodgers you either stink at your job or you're an idiot like th- there's just no way around that like this is this is what you do as a general manager like in the NBA when Kyrie Irving gets traded You call the Nets and say, hey, are you thinking about trading Kevin Durant? And maybe they don't want to deal with you. Maybe they don't want to talk to you. Maybe they don't want to trade Kevin Durant to the Milwaukee Bucks, whatever. Right. They don't want to do that. But you make the call. And and that's why when I see like, oh, well, you know, it's well known that the Packers feel this way or that way. Who cares? I don't care how you feel or what you want to do. What if I give you eight picks? Do you feel the same way of course not like the calculus changes so uh, to me part of this it's it's just been interesting to see like oh well you know they said they weren't going to trade in the nfc okay well if you're an nfc team that has a bad quarterback you should call and really check out and see how serious are you what if i give you this what if i add in this how how committed are you to not trading in the nfc because if the price is exorbitant Brian Gutekunst would be doing a bad job if he wouldn't explore that that very possibility. So, it, that to me was like the most interesting thing about it. And yeah, I think overall, like it would be an interesting spot for him to land. I, I think there it's it's a spot where you can really, I mean, as as far as like ego goes and feeling like you did the thing, if you are like the first quarterback that's good for the Carolina Panthers since.
0: Uh, Jake DeLome? Oh, Cam Newton won an MVP.
2: Cam Newton? Okay. So since Cam Newton, you're the first quarterback that's done it since Cam Newton. That was, what, 10 years ago?
0: Roughly, yeah. years ago? I mean, he came back for a while, but he wasn't yeah, really Version
2: good. one of Cam
0: Newton.
2: Yeah. yeah, 1.0. Version one of Cam Newton. So you're the first guy that's done that in a decade. That is more of an accomplishment than going to the Jets in... Being like the caretaker, right? Like that, that is kind of what you're, you're seeing if you go to the Jets. They already have the good defense. They already have this. They already have that. You just need to go in there and not screw it up. Carolina, you could go do the thing and you can show off and, and let everyone know like you're the man. So I agree. I think it would be very interesting to see. And uh, again, you have to, if you're a general manager, you have to go out there and see how committed the Packers actually are to not trading him in the NFC. It, it would be silly not to.
0: So, uh, I don't know Will Kunkel. He is a uh, a Fox Charlotte uh, reporter. He is the one who tweeted, the Panthers have not contacted the Packers about Aaron Rodgers, per sources. Now, um, I I am not here to disparage Will Kunkel. Um, I don't think Adam Schefter is probably... If I have to pick whose report I'm going to listen to on something like this, I'm inclined to listen to Adam Schefter on it. This feels a little bit like you could talk to someone in the organization because you're local. Oh, no, we didn't do that. Um, It also feels like the shell game of choices of words. Mm-hmm. on how you contacted and who you contacted, who about, etc. cetera. So uh, I'm pretty sure that the Carolina Panthers are interested in Aaron Rodgers if he's available. Let's leave it at that. Now, to your point, this was the question I wanted to ask you. I was thinking about this yesterday. Although the trade did not work out very well, the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers last year made quite the blockbuster <laughs> trade within their conference between two teams that were, in theory, jockeying for playoff position with each other. Does the NBA just see it differently? or Because, let's be honest, the Seattle Seahawks, I'm sure, also wanted to make no doubt that while they were ready to move on from their backstabbing quarterback, who was trying to get the coach and the general manager fired, they did not want to put him in the NFC either. That's why Denver was a great spot for them to send him to, and they got a King's ransom for him. Does the NBA just view it differently than the NFL? No,
2: I think in a in an ideal world, you can pull off a trade that the, that the Nets did with Kevin Durant, right? You trade him to the Suns. You don't have to see him a couple times a year, whether that's three times if he's in, out of division or four times if he's in division. You don't have to deal with that. But you make the trade for the team that's going to give you the best stuff like that that to me and maybe maybe the nfl doesn't view it the exact same way i can't speak to how nfl organizations kind of treat this but i think it would be foolish not to it would be foolish not to if there's a better package on the table to trade him in the nfc to to not do it And, and, and i think maybe in in the nba it is more just about what are the raw assets how do i get them how do we do this uh but i don't think it's all that different and may, maybe you can tell me i'm wrong but it just feels like this is this is like a it's a zero sum game there's only so many teams out there there's only so many assets and so many teams that can trade for this guy and you got to find the the absolute best deal and it and it shouldn't matter if
0: it's in the NFC or the AFC i think quarterbacks are different than say if you're trading someone else off your roster, even a really good player off your roster. Sure. Although I'm sure the Packers were happy that Devonte Adams wanted to play for the Raiders allegedly, uh, and not for a team closer to the NFC and or an NFC team and closer to the Packers that they would see more frequently. I, I just I think the fear what about here. division? I feel like I feel like in the NFL, I can
2: understand not trading division, right? Right. Like the divisions, you can be in a crummy division and get the playoff spot because you won the division, so you want teams in your division to be worse. I can understand non-division, but who cares if you trade them with the NFC South? Why would like?
0: What are you actually afraid of? Well, and that was going to be my point, is that you have to have at least the courage of your conviction to say, we're done with this guy. We don't think he can get us where we want to go. So, hey, if he goes somewhere else and has success, great. But we're, for the best thing for us is to not have him be our quarterback anymore. And if you truly believe that, if you are certain of that, then at the very least, you can't be afraid to send him to someone else in your conference that's not in your division. Like with Ted, I understand. Even if the Vikings were going to give you three first-round picks, to send Favre directly there, I sure. get your I get your fear. I totally get it. And, frankly, his fear was well-founded. <laughs> right. Because the dude went to the Vikings a year later and shoved it up their you-know-whats and had them within one interception of the Super Bowl with the Vikings. Fortunately for Packers fans, he threw the interception. The Packers won the Super Bowl the next year. And you can still embrace him, at least when he's not allegedly – taking money from poor people. Now, is Aaron Rodgers going to have the opportunity to do that? I don't know. Uh, I do get the sense that everyone is staking out their territory. And I know you want to talk about what it's like to cover this little journalism uh, podcast within Wilde and Tausch. We can do that a little bit later. But I would say this. I, I really am not... Rooting for any outcome here. Now, sometimes in this job, as you well know, there are storylines that you want to see happen. There are. Doesn't mean that you change your coverage of the team. Doesn't mean anything to that effect. But, hey, them winning the title was a pretty damn good story for you to cover. It sure was. And you can't influence whether they win it or lose it, so you cover it and you get to enjoy it and you do your job professionally. In the Aaron Rodgers saga, I get the sense that there are people in my job and others who do similar jobs that feel like they've got a horse in the race now. They've kind of staked out their position and they want him to either be traded or for someone to flat out say, yeah, we were disgusted by him and we needed to get rid of him. I'm just not there. Like, for me, A, that's not my job. B, I try to be fair on this program. But C, whatever happens is going to be fascinating. He comes back for another year? Fascinating. They got to figure out if they can convince Jordan Love that sitting for another year and waiting for a 40-year-old quarterback to suffer an injury greater than a broken thumb will give him an opportunity before the 2024 season? Fascinating. They trade Rodgers. Jordan Love becomes a starter. Fascinating. Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback for someone else. Fascinating. So whatever happens, it's going to be really interesting. There's no need to cheer for anything. Unless you have the level of, say, a world-renowned bowler getting beaten by a former Division One basketball guard, and your ego is more important following the story let's play some trivia oh snap i can only assume today's trivia is bowling related nope Uh, we're over it i was ready for some pete weber and earl anthony Uh, questions uh, norm my great uncle's actually in the bowling hall of fame if you're
2: curious
1: really well that's exciting
0: jesse's not getting there after Uh, yesterday
1: Hall of Famer Norm Duke <laughs> going to be at uh, in attendance for the Wisconsin State Championships this weekend. Wow,
0: yeah, that's wow. a big, big name get. Coming out. Are you going to bring Are you going to bring him on the broadcast? Absolutely, we
1: are. Yeah, he'll ask be him
0: about his most humiliating loss of his career.
1: Uh, I was going to ask him if Norm would be a good dog name. <laughs> i you thinking about getting a dog at some hard hitting stuff. Love Thought it. Norm would be a good dog name. Bucks in sixteen <laughs> straight. <laughs> Going to be the category for trivia today. Bucks in sixteen straight questions about the Milwaukee Bucks and their ongoing winning streak.
0: Uh, look at this first
1: question. I'm happy is... You decided
2: to go with the. Uh, I'm happy you decided to go with the pun because you know how big of a fan I am of puns. Just
0: love them. Oddly <sighs> enough, the first question is: Is Giannis a good name for a dog? Uh, <laughs> caller sixteen. 844-770-3776, 844-770-3776. Caller 16 will play Wildy and Tausch Trivia next. It's Wilde and Tausch. The smile on Brust's face in this photo. Man. You want to know what pure joy looks like? Check it out on Twitter. Time now for trivia.
2: Oh snap! Will D. and Touch contestants are competing to win crispy, fresh, delicious snacks from Oh Snap Pickling Company? When not just any snack will do, experience Oh Snap pickled veggies. Oh snap!
0: Let's welcome in our contestant, and it is a first-time contestant. <laughs> God, the, the joy this brings. Let's welcome him in. It is Ricky and Madison. Ricky, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Uh, Doing better than Jesse. Hey, Ricky, do you think we should uh, stop poking fun at, or we, meaning me, should stop poking fun at Jesse for his bowling defeat, or do you think we should keep it up as the show continues? Uh, I think we should. Let's Let's take it easy
1: on him. Yeah, let's take it easy on him. That's the only part of that I could hear. He was a little breaking up. But let's take it easy on him is what I heard.
0: Also, another contestant who sounds a lot like Scuba Chad. Uh, All right, Ricky, here we go. Hmm. Question number one. Even though I'm not going to take it easy on Jesse as the day goes on. All right, question one. Again, the category Bucks and 16 straight. A good pun from Jesse Nelson. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson helped lead the Bucks to a 20-game winning streak, the longest in franchise history in which of these years? Was it 1971, 1985, or 2003, the year college sophomore sensation Big Linda Lewandowski was born?
2: Eighty.
0: That is correct, Ricky.
2: All right. Question number two. The Milwaukee Bucks won 18 straight games during the 2019-20 regular season. But after the season was interrupted by the COVID-19 pandemic, which team eliminated the Bucks in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs? The Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, or the Atlanta Hawks? Miami. Only hearing a couple words of it, but it doesn't matter. That is correct. As long as you get a couple of those words that he could have been saying, I don't know, was it Boston? Was it Miami?
0: Was it Atlanta? But all I heard was Miami, so he got it right. All right, two for two. Opportunity for a perfect day, if not a perfect week. Question three, Ricky. Which of these opponents have the Milwaukee Bucks not defeated as part of the team's current 16-game winning streak? All right, so which of these teams are not among the teams the Bucks have beaten during this winning streak? The Portland Trailblazers, the Denver Nuggets, or the Toronto Raptors? The Toronto Raptors. Oh, snap. A perfect three for three for you, Ricky. Ricky, are you related to Scuba Chad? I don't know Scuba Chad at all.
2: What are you talking about?
0: Oh, he's, a, he's a <laughs> You frequent, don't want to know. <laughs> he's a frequent contestant on our show. He's not oh, usually okay. as good at trivia as you were, though. Uh, congratulations. You've got four entries into our drawing later in the show. If Jesse remembers while he wallows in his defeat to Ben Bruss. Thanks for playing, buddy. We appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. Maybe I'm just scuba chat obsessed, but everybody sounds like scuba chat on our trivia line now.
1: Okay. You're not wrong. Each of the contestants the last two days have both had a little bit of the scuba chat vocal nature to them. Okay. I highly doubt that they – I don't think Scuba Chad would go through the effort of coming up with a fake name, fake phone number, and fake email address to try and win trivia when he already wins a decent amount of the time on the regular because he happens to get through at the right time anyway.
2: But let's just say you had had a lot of success at trivia, and then you suffer a defeat, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can go back in there. I don't think I can talk to people again after I lost. In this way, like how could I talk to anyone? I need a new identity. This loss was so crippling to my ego, into everything that I am about. I need a new identity. So, like, let's not eliminate it because I don't know if anyone on the show might need that right now. But you know, if if there's a new producer of the show, Jamie Nelson next week, okay,
0: Jeffrey with a G. May,
2: Maybe there's something. Maybe there's something to be said for the strategy. Like, let's not just eliminate it out of hand. We don't know that this isn't what
1: happened. Are you suggesting faking my death is the way to overcome <laughs> whoa, a loss to Ben? No, Rust? no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 just, no. Just, I didn't. Just, say, I didn't
2: say any of that. Just
1: You're very talented a as a
2: vocalist. You could maybe just do a new person. Just, that could be your new persona here. And I'm just saying, if you need a way out, I, I don't know.
0: It's your. It's your call, though. Eric has some questions for me. Our journalism uh, in service uh, podcast, what are we,
1: what, I don't know what to call this. It's almost like a panel discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like special sure, guest speaker sure. when, you, when you're in college at like 7 p.m. on Wednesday when they have the, the guest speaker. And then you can get to go to the yep. like little assembly a refreshments. Yeah, uh,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. This is a, this is a workshop. This is a journalism
0: workshop. Well, uh, I can't imagine anyone tuning out in the next two minutes that doesn't want to hear that, because that's where <laughs> we'll start the ten o'clock hour. It kicks off shortly. It's and Tausch.